And that's actually where we get the word gospel. Gospel literally means good news. And it's very important for Christians to remember what is the good news, especially right now in this time of people struggling with the coronavirus, because we're all wondering um, what, what is good news? Where is God in all of this? And I think it's important for Christians now more than ever to know that we have a greater story that can get us through this. Now, when I talk about a greater story, um, philosophers and um, people who study literature, um, they talk about this thing called a meta narrative. And what a meta narrative is basically, it's a story that is big enough to kind of um, fit all of our stories into. Now, what happens usually throughout time in history is that someone proposes some kind of story and says, like, this is your fit in it. They might be a national story, it might be a cultural story. And that's where we find our identity. But here's the thing is that、um, over time, we found that some stories, it seemed like it fit us and it seems to make it sense. But then as we studied it more, it didn't actually fit right.、Um, for instance, for some people, when they heard about the story of the American dream, they thought that included all kinds of people. But then there were certain ethnic groups or certain socioeconomic classes who felt like when they're Learning about this story, they're like, hey, that doesn't fit me, or there's no place for me in that story. But here's the thing that I really do believe in is that I believe that the scriptures, the Bible that I love and I cherish and I rely on, I believe it tells a story that is big enough for all of our complex stories to all fit into that one big story. And the most important story of all for me is to talk about how God loves us, how God. Redeems and restores us and gives us hope. And this is what I'd call the gospel, the good news of God. And as I was sharing last week, I was saying that if you want to talk about the good news of God, you've got to start from the beginning in Genesis chapter 1. In Genesis chapter 1, it talks about how God created us in love. And the first response that God has to creation is wonder and love. And that stirs in us wonder as well and also love. And this is where we want to start. The message of God is to say that life is beautiful, life is precious because God created it in love. We are created for God in love, and we're created to love each other. And this balance, this harmony, is what we call shalom. And shalom is that、um, biblical word, that biblical understanding of total completeness, harmony, unity, peace. And that's God's desire for us. Now, today, I'm going to talk about the next part of this story, which is heartbreak. When I talk about these wonderful things about God created us、uh, in love and created us for shalom, I'm sure some of the first things that people might respond to is like, that's not the world I live in. And that's correct. It, everywhere we turn, we look at heartbreak. I mean, even these past couple of days, it's been hard for me. To just constantly go back to the news and find all these very discouraging things happening, especially 
when we hear about different states, different counties, different countries, uh, all of us struggling with the pandemic, thinking of the ramifications socially, economically, mentally, spiritually, it's really overwhelming. But you know what's interesting is that as we go through all of this, there is something inherent in us that says this isn't right. There's something wrong with this. And I'd like to suggest to people today is that your desire to say that something is not right is telling you that you do believe somewhere in your heart that something is supposed to be right. There is a right way. Why would you feel like this is not right unless you believe that there is a right way somehow, somewhere? And this is what I wanna talk about. When we think about what is right and what's reality right now, we find that there's a huge divide. And that divide is a painful divide. And this painful divide is what I'd call the heartbreak. Is that when our hearts are longing for what is right, what is true, what is beautiful, and what we understand that to be is a shalom where we can fully love God and love others. When we see that ideal, we want to hold on to it. But then we look at reality where we are right now, when we look at our lives, our attitudes, our thoughts, we see that we're not in an ideal place. And it's that divide that causes our heartbreak. You see, when we talk about sin, I know many people don't like to hear about it because they think of sin as more like God catching you doing bad stuff and then God wanting to punish you because of bad stuff. But here's the thing, sin is not a list of things you're doing wrong. It's more a description of this heartbreak of where sin is the things that is describing how we are not fully realizing this complete unity and harmony of loving God and loving others. When relationship and love for others and for God is broken, the thing that is breaking that is what we call sin. And this is what we're living in right now, is that we are living in a world that is longing for completeness, longing for wholeness, longing for peace. And it all kind of started as we read in Genesis chapter three in this narrative, which really helps us to understand. We were living with God in complete fellowship, unbroken fellowship in the garden. But here's what happened. We decided to choose our own selves, our own ideas. And here's the thing is that I really do believe that if love is to be love, it needs to be a choice. Um, Otherwise, how can it be love? And if God created us in love and loves us, then there's a great risk in love is that love must entrust the choice to people. And we can choose to do the right thing or to do the wrong thing. And we read here in the garden is that they wanted this choice to to, to not choose God, but to choose themselves and to choose their own priorities. And not just even um, Adam and Eve against God, it was like actually Eve for herself, not with Adam. It was also this individualism that began to break apart this, um, this harmony of fellowship that God had created us for. And it wasn't just that Eve, Eve was the first to stumble or Adam was. In fact, we read that Eve was there with the serpent, but we read there very clearly that Adam was there right as this conversation with the serpent is going on. And I know sometimes like people look at this story and they're thinking it's very fantastical. Um, But what's really 
what the story is talking about is a very fundamental, real human experience is that when we come face to face with choices, when we feel like we are told what is right and wrong, we, we don't always do the right thing. And I know for myself and I know for all of us, haven't we all done this thing where we know in our hearts, like this is the right thing to do, but we don't choose it. And as a result, hearts get broken. Um, the way that we love ourselves, love each other and love God, those things get broken. And we read here in Genesis chapter three, probably one of those heartbreaking statements is that God is there in the Garden of Eden, a place that God created where God could be in fellowship with all that God created. But as God is walking through the garden, God calls out and says, where are you? And this is God's call to us. God wanted to be in fellowship with us, but we wanted to break fellowship with God. It's a, it's a painful statement because it's not like God doesn't know where they are, but it's more like, where are you? Why did you go away? Why did you not want to be with me? Friends, what heartbreak means is really that we are breaking away from that shalom that God had created us for. In Romans chapter seven, the apostle Paul talks about a condition of the heart where we are like slaves to something, where we know what is right. And rather than choosing what is right in our hearts, we choose that which is wrong. And it's this cycle we just can't get out of. We live in a world where we have habits that serve our own needs and not the needs of others. We're trapped in addictions that even though we know full well are completely harmful to ourselves and to others, that don't bring us closer to God. We still choose to feel these addictions rather than get closer to God. And this slavery, this brokenness that we're talking about, this kind of heartbreak is exactly what we face in the world today. And what I really appreciate about the scriptures is that the scriptures are very honest, more honest than we are. Saying like, this is where we are as a world. And so I think sometimes when we talk about brokenness and heartbreak, um, people kind of don't like to talk about it in church because we're thinking we want to expose heartbreak and brokenness because we want to expose people and shame people. And see, this is exactly what happened with Adam and Eve when they had um, fallen away and broken fellowship with God. The first thing that they realized was that they were naked. And so they went into hiding and they tried to cover themselves up. And before that, they had no such shame. And this is what happens is that when we begin to let heartbreak and brokenness control our lives, the thing that it stirs up in us is shame. And the thing that we do with shame is that we want to cover ourselves. We want to hide from the very people who want to love us. Friends, this is a hard and painful thing that we all face is that we think that when we acknowledge our brokenness and our heartbreak, it just, the ultimate destination is going to be just unbearable shame. Now coming from my background and culture, um, shame is a very serious thing. And uh, shame is a very um, 
one of the key themes, I guess, of like many Asian cultures. Uh, and shame is to be avoided at all costs. And one of the ways that people learn to avoid shame is by covering things. But here's where God is different. God is not asking us to come face to face with our brokenness for the sake of shaming us. God calls us face to face with our brokenness to say that you don't have to be ashamed anymore. You can be healed and restored. Friends, I know that a lot of us right now in this pandemic, we're probably seeing a lot of ourselves. Maybe we feel um, isolated, we feel lonely, we feel frustrated. Um, we're seeing the worst of ourselves at home when we're trying to take care of our families under very difficult situations. We're all stressed and fearful of the future. In these places, a lot of our brokenness begins to show. And as it does, shame can increase too because we are ashamed of what we see. But the good news of the gospel is to say that God is aware of our brokenness. In fact, here's an amazing thing that we read about Jesus Christ, is that Jesus Christ came into this world not as this all-powerful, indifferent judge, but came as someone with weaknesses and frailty just like us, so that God could sympathize with our weaknesses. So as you struggle with weakness, as you struggle with like the frailty of yourself, know that Christ understands and is sympathetic, is not here to condemn and to judge, but we read that Christ came for the lost, to seek and save the lost. God came for unrighteous. God came for broken. God came for wanderers. God came for the confused. Not for those who feel like everything's put together, who has um, all the rules kept and is without blemish. Because as we read in the Bible, there isn't actually anyone like that who exists. So let's all just kind of let go of the facade and recognize the heartbreak is a lot closer to who we are. And as we too, as we come to this humbling honesty about ourselves, we can begin to open ourselves up to the hope that comes in God and in Christ. And this week, I like to ask all of us to develop a new level of compassion and empathy for those around us. A lot of us right now are not at our best. A lot of us right now are coming face to face with heartbreak and brokenness in many different forms. And when you do that, it's a very painful and humbling experience. But God's desire is, has always been to not leave you in that painful place, but to actually redeem you. And that's where we get this understanding that God has come to save you. God has come to save you from this heartbreak. Friends, right now, heartbreak is all around. I feel like more than ever, we need to hear this message to say that God can save you from heartbreak, from brokenness. God can redeem the things that you feel were lost. Where you feel you were lost, God can find you. And so for this week, let us look at each other, not as adversaries, not as people to judge and to condemn, but to recognize that all of us are in need of a generous kindness, a generous mercy. And the biblical term would be grace. 
And as we do, as we open ourselves ourselves for that need, I want you to know that God is more than willing to save. And God can truly be your hope in these very difficult times. And that's what I want to talk about next week, is how does hope come to us through the message of God? I am praying that in this week, you may discover the amazing story of God's grace in your life. Amen.